The information provided in this podcast episode is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is in no way a replacement for a therapeutic relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Keisha Reeves obtained her bachelor's degree in psychology and human services from Clayton State University. She completed her master's degree in counseling and psychology from the University of West Alabama. She's a wife and mother to an almost two-year-old, Ezra. Keisha is a licensed professional counselor with a specialty in maternal health and owns a private practice in Delwoody, Georgia. She serves women with life transition issues, postpartum depression, infertility issues, and women who have experienced recent miscarriages. These are her specialties and her passions. She likes empowering women of all sorts and encouraging women through holistic practices, such as physical health and talk therapy. Being a new mom herself and hearing from clients and friends about the difficult transition into motherhood, she felt like there was a need for support. Often when people come to the hospital after a baby is born, they go straight to the baby and ignore the lethargic and warm mother that just gave birth to this bundle of joy. She found that there were so many items and resources for women who were pregnant, but not much for women after they've had the baby during those crucial months of transition. Family, let's welcome Keisha Reeves to the Minding My Black Business podcast. Welcome to Minding My Black Business. All right, family, welcome to another episode of Minding My Black Business. And ooh, you are in for a treat today. We have <laughs> Keisha Reeves joining us. Um, and we're going to be talking about some things that I think are pretty um, important and essential to those of us who are out there who are also bis- building businesses. And so uh, before I get into the topic, um, let me introduce my guest. So welcome, Keisha, to the Minding My Black Thank Business. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. (laughs) I'm so glad you're here. Can you tell the family about yourself and what you do and where they can find you? Sure. Um, I am in Georgia, in Atlanta currently, Mm -hmm. but um, I grew up in South Georgia, so it's nice to talk to a fellow Southerner. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. In the country of Milledgeville, Georgia, and um, I always like to tell people because a lot of when you escape Milledgeville, people always assume you are Maine because we um, once had the largest mental institution in the world, mm-hmm. and it was like a big, big campus. It looked like a college campus, and so it employed a lot of people who lived in Milledgeville. Both of my parents worked there, met there actually. Oh, so okay. mental health was just always just around me. Mm-hmm. We just, you know, um, but this was before like our governor Zell Miller came into office and kind of put people, people back in the day, like if you had a family member who had schizophrenia or low IQ, they would put you at central state where you would just be getting taken care of and social security would pay for it. But then they dismantled it and people went into like group homes or went back to family or on the street. Mm-hmm. But um, that's where I grew up. And then I came to Atlanta for undergrad. I went to Clayton State. And then I went to grad school to Alabama. I went to, um, I didn't go to Alabama. (laughs) I went to University of of West Alabama Uh in Livingston. Uh Um, 
and then made my way back to Georgia. And now I have a private practice in Atlanta and my specialty is in maternal mental health. And I actually felt like I wanted to do the specialty before I even became a mom mm-hmm. because I was getting an influx of women who were having a difficulty transitioning into motherhood. And then I experienced motherhood myself like a year after I got married. Mm-hmm. And then it became a super passion of mine and I got certified in postpartum depression and just been running with it too. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so where can they find you in the, in the, in the social media sphere? Where can they find you? Sure. Um, my Instagram is workout underscore couch and Facebook workout couch and my website is workoutcouch.com. Nice. Okay. So I'm going to mm-hmm. include that information so they can um, like, subscribe, join, respond, all those things to your accounts. Um, so mm-hmm. I want to go back to something you said just a few seconds ago, because I actually was about to mm-hmm. ask you that. So that transitioned very nicely. Um, so I was <laughs> curious about what drew you to maternal mental health and what is important for um, moms to have on their radar when it comes to their own um, emotional well-being. Uh, well, what drew me, you know, uh, I, I just, I didn't understand because I wasn't a mother yet, mm-hmm. how it is like life changing. I mean, like people say it, but like literally like it is like, is <laughs> especially like the, the older you get, you know, now, now as millennials, you know, a lot of us wait to have kids later in life. Mm-hmm. And so you live 34 36 years as this independent person who kind of just moves about as they please. And then all of a sudden, you know, this blessing that you may have planned to have or didn't plan, but looking forward to has become completely dependent upon you. Mm. And, you know, they're adjusting to you, you're adjusting to them. And like mentally it takes a minute to process and then how to implement this change into your life. Mm. And so I noticed that a lot of women were having difficulties with self-confidence or suffering from depression, but didn't know why, didn't didn't know how to name it as postpartum depression. And then a lot of Black women especially were having a hard time, but didn't feel like they had the space to say they were having a hard time because in our community as Black women, we just kind of just, you know, girl, you fine. Just, you know, keep going. We all do it. Your mama did it. Your grandma did it. You're good. You know? Right. And felt like they just had to. Mm -hmm. And then, especially in a workforce where, you know, there's not a lot of maternity leave, you know, you can take short-term disability, or if you work, you know, if you work at McDonald's, you may not have six weeks to take off from work. You may have to go right back to work. And if you want to breastfeed, where are you going to breastfeed at? You know, or where are you going to pump at? In the bathroom? So there just wasn't really like a space for it. And I, I noticed that there wasn't really no one really talking about it or how to prepare people. And so that's when I started to create workshops for postpartum planning and wanted to get certified and and wanted to offer my services to anyone just to help them with that transition. Mm. Oh, that's so great. So you Mm -hmm. also have, in addition to your workshops and your practice, you also have a subscription box. So can you tell us about the push through box? Yes. Um, so the push through box is what I created after I had my son, just because there was so much that I did not know. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, my mom was a support. My husband's mother was a support. 
But I just realized there's a lot of things that people just don't share with you. Like, I mean, there's things, you know, like common sense, you know, but I didn't know that I was going to feel like I got kicked by a horse. I didn't know I was going to have to wear an ice pack in my underwear. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't know these things or how my, you know, breast felt like someone was pulling at them and they hurt very badly. Mm-hmm. I didn't know these things. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to create a box where it had items in it to help women heal, but then also offer mental health tips in the box to help them with the adjustment. And so the subscription is four months for the fourth trimester. And it's encouraging women to kind of push through because all of that adjustment period is very temporary. And it's just to get them on the other side or either to offer them resources if they are just not getting through it and where they can go from there. Mm. How wonderful. Okay. Okay. Thank you. So... <laughs> this is so fantastic and I'm sure moms are totally appreciating all this knowledge and resources and support um you know given this this transition into motherhood um and not to leave the the dads out of the conversation but I'm I'm curious about um so let's spend a minute talking about parentpreneurs so moms and dads what sort of hardships do you think parentpreneurs experience when it comes to building businesses? Oh, mom guilt for me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, when you have a business, you know, contrary to if you work for the man or whatnot, Mm -hmm. um, there is no maternity leave. You know, you have to create that for yourself. You have to save that money for yourself. When you, when you don't work, you may not get paid. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you have to constantly be on it, um, marketing for yourself or going to a networking event. And then you have this child Mm -hmm. and you want to be present for them and you want to, you know, try to juggle it all and do their, do everything for them and be a wife and be a daughter and be a friend. And it's just so much Mm -hmm. that sometimes you may not leave enough for you or you'll feel guilty about not being able to do something or not be able to be there for your child, even though, you know, you are, Mm -hmm. you know, rationally, you're doing a great job, but sometimes it just feels like a ball is dropping somewhere. Mm -hmm. I think that's the hardest part. Mm -hmm. So just not being able to um, manage all the tasks that you have before you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So how do you think that's, that could, or that, that will be impacting their mental health? I think that, I think that it can cause stress. Mm-hmm. Um, it can create burnout. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can also like affect confidence. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, like before I, like I was saying, when you are by yourself and you just have to worry about yourself. Yeah. You can go to all these events do all of these things, you know, meet these people, just be here and there. But after you have your child, then you have that push pull of, you know, well, which one is more, more important at this time. Mm. And it sometimes it is just, it's hard. I remember um, once my son was sick and I had been really like just doing trainings here and a workshop here and had a late night here at the office 
and it was a day where I had a full day of clients and he was sick. And my husband was like, well, my mom can come and watch him and she can take him to the doctor. And I remember like, no, I'm supposed to be able to do that, you know? <laughs> and, and it was like, but I don't want to cancel all these clients because, you know, they're going through it too. So I don't know what to do. And I ended up, you know, counseling the clients, counseling the day. They understood and just being with my son. But it is like in that moment, it's like, you know, you want to keep the clientele up, be there for them. But then you got your child. You need to be there for your child too. Yeah. So it's, that's, it's difficult. But those are the decisions, you know, you just got to make every day. And it can be hard. But having a good support system, doing positive self-talk, just to kind of encouraging yourself that you're doing a good job and, and take care of yourself while you're doing it. So how would... um. So those are some great coping uh, strategies that you just mentioned. And so Mm -hmm. what would be like um, a telltale sign or how would parentpreneurs know that now is time to reach out to someone like you, to a therapist, um, to get some, to get an extra layer of support, you know, a more comprehensive layer of support as they're struggling? I think that... In general, just this just me. I could be biased, <laughs> but I think that you know. I feel like everybody should have a therapist. You know, and yeah, I, I feel like hundred <laughs> percent. I do, <laughs> and I feel like rather you think you got it or you don't. Mm-hmm. Getting a therapist after you have a baby, mm-hmm. just to check in or just to have a time for yourself, just to be able to process, you know, how you feel like you're doing, how you feel like your support network is how you feel like you're managing it all and how are you, you know, taking care of yourself. Even if you feel like you're good, just, just to check in, maybe, you know, in that third month after you've been home just to, you know, see somebody. Mm -hmm. And I think even in that session, it would be a good evaluation of where you're at or how often you should go or how long you may need it. Mm -hmm. I think that would, you know, be really helpful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that. Are there, Are there concerns that are um, specific to to partners in the so you might have a partner that stays home, um, but there also might be a partner who who goes back to work immediately. So for the, so for that person, um, that parent, are there specific concerns that they would need to um, focus on as well? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think that you know when when partners have kids, sometimes they think that they have an idea of what this life will be like or that they're on the same page. And they may realize after they get the child, oh, well, we're really not on the same page. You know, mm-hmm. this is what I was thinking and this is what you were thinking. Mm-hmm. And there can be like a clash or the person who is the primary caretaker, if they're such in their situation, may feel like they're not getting enough support but don't know how to verbalize it or not feel like they're being heard. And so I think even just, you know, for couples to come in and to check in about it or for that partner who may be going back to work to come in and check in. Because, you know, like we talk about mom guilt, but whether it's dad guilt or the other partner's guilt, Mm -hmm. um, sometimes that's not talked about. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they may feel like, you know, well, this person is staying at home, so they're doing their job. I'm I'm contributing by going to work. So this is all that is expected of me is to bring home the money. Right. And, and, and it may like, we may need you to do a little bit more. 
mm-hmm. or that person may need you to step up a little bit more and to have a conversation about that. Mm. That's good. So how can they, oh man, I have so many more questions. Um, so, <laughs> cause you bring up some very good points. Um, what would be like your favorite go-to resources for parents in terms of like having these conversations um, around like role shifting and role demand uh, or even like the emotional toll of parenthood? And um, what would be some of your, your favorite resources? Oh gosh, there's, there's a lot. Um, I guess like um, I'll, I'll say it in like twofold. Um, so first, I guess in like our world, I took a Gottman training once and it was on, um, baby, bringing home baby. Mm. And it was talking about the different roles and how men sometimes can suffer from postpartum depression or the partner can suffer from whoever didn't have the child could suffer from postpartum depression Mm. and how that's unheard of. or people don't talk about that and um, there is training for the parents prior to having babies to prepare them for what is to come and to educate them on the resources. Mm-hmm. So that's the first one. Okay. And then the other one is a lot of the hospitals that you can have, where you have the baby at offer a lot of workshops and training. Mm. And in Atlanta, um, our biggest baby hospital is Northside. Um, it's kind of rated like pretty high in the country because they do a lot of um, high risk pregnancies. And they have several resources and workshops. They even have like partner trainings um, and like uh, they do like a boot camp for parents mm. and they um, offer like postpartum preparedness training. So that would be a good one. Mm. And then there's like tons of books. Like I even read Kelly Rowland's book, um, mm. Whoa Baby. It was really good. And she really kind of like went into it. Okay. Um, so there's tons, you know, I mean, there's even like the classic what to expect when you're expecting mm-hmm. um, parent magazine, um, postpartum support international website. There's, there's a good bit of information out there, but it's just, you know, getting motivated to take advantage of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So any, any uh, words of encouragement for our parents who are out there? Because I'm sure they are nodding their heads at this point about everything that you said. Uh, <laughs> 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 who are also businesses. Any words that to kind of help them through? That you're doing a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you like I, I even like when I talk to my clients they'll compare themselves to these Instagram moms mm. and these Instagram moms will take these flawless pics with face beat and you know looking up fabulous kids look fabulous the house looks great and I always tell them you know that was probably a scheduled photo shoot <laughs> and you can't compare your real life to them you don't know what it looks like behind the camera and so you're doing a good job, even in the mess, in the chaos, or even in feeling overwhelmed, you're doing a good job as long as that, that baby is loved, fed, healthy, has shelter, safe, you're good. You know, the basics are met and it gets easier and it gets better as they get older and you get like more into a routine, but just give yourself a break and be patient with yourself. Mm, I love that. 
Okay. <laughs> so um, now I'm curious. Uh, in my final mm-hmm. question, what does minding my black business mean to you? Minding my black business to me in maternal health is supporting black mother and family. Mm. I I incredibly feel like we don't take care of ourselves as mothers as we should. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that could go, I mean, that could be a whole nother podcast. That could go all <laughs> the way back to yeah. slavery, you know, like even just when you conceptualize the fact of as a slave, you would give birth to your baby and then you'd be back in the field the next day. Mm-hmm. There was no maternity leave. There was no PTO. Right. And you could have been suffering from postpartum depression, but you didn't have space to go through it. You could have baby blues. I'm sure you had hormonal adjustment on top of trauma. Absolutely. And there was no space for that. So, you know, we've transcended transcended from there to being women who just go forward, you know, that there is no self-care. Mm-hmm. And then even as we've gotten older, like when my mom, she had us, you know, being in the country in the South, her whole street was her family. So we really did have a village, you know, grandmother, great grandmother, cousins, aunts. But as we've gotten older in our own selves, you know, we've moved, we don't have much family. We may have developed friendships that have become family and have become support. But it's so different where we can continue to suffer in silence or just ignore and just don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. And so mine and my black business to me is to support black mothers, to encourage them and to support the relationship that they have with their kids. Mm-hmm. And also even like with, you know, things that have come out more recent about um, being educated enough to talk about your, your care when you're in the hospital, to ask questions mm-hmm. and to do what's best for you. Like when Serena had that issue where she almost died mm-hmm. after giving birth because right. she wasn't being hurt by her physicians and how a lot of black women who may be on government assistance can be ignored mm-hmm. and how it's a rising rate of women, black women dying at childbirth. And it shouldn't be that way. Not in 2018. Right. And so just supporting and educating. Mm. Oh my goodness. Okay. Okay. That was good. That was so good. <laughs> I'm definitely over here nodding my head. Oh my goodness. Keisha, this is so great. I know that people have picked up all these tips. I have written down the resources that you mentioned. I'm going to add them to the notes for the show. Um, but thank, thank you. you so much for being such a support to, to our black moms and, and families out there as we work to, um, to have happy and healthy families out there. So thank you for your work. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it so much. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. So if you want to know more and you like what you heard, don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment on the podcast. Also, follow the movement on our website, mindingmyblackbusiness.com, and on our Facebook and Instagram pages, under Minding My Black Business, and on Twitter, under Minding My Black Biz. So peace and blessings to us all, family. And when you're out there and they ask you what you're doing, let them know that you're minding my black business.